and welcome to My Xbox and Me, episode 293. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the one and only Two Fresh Crash. What up, Crash? Why you can't... You gotta put so much energy into that. Do you know what? You know what? Got a bone to pick with you already. All right? Okay. All right. I went back and listened to some episodes. I was doing some stuff. All right? And I'll explain yeah. that in a second. But you yeah. always leave a gap there. There's always a gap. Like, the episode didn't start properly and you just left an open-air gap. Like, that's not in the edit, people. That's Crash. That's Crash yeah. every week. <laughs> I gotta let it salivate the fact the way you said it. I gotta let it sit in people's minds. And then I gotta comment about it. It's like we're on a, a, a terrible delay you know, on Discord. Like, you're you just know like, what it does? Coming let me, in let now, Jeff. <laughs> let me fully explain it. Okay. If I put a delay in it, what you say it makes it seem awkward so when i complain about it the people are hopefully on my side. the people aren't on my side i just the people don't like the, the people love to fresh crash i know i hate it I so do. i need to try and make it seem awkward to turn them against you it's not working never gonna <laughs> one happen. day with these glasses and this beard and this 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 haircut never gonna happen brother never gonna happen i'm sorry never gonna happen the people are full i'm mad at the people crash you're not seeing my gif i'm the man of the people I haven't seen the gif. because yeah, you're trash. I've not seen and the man of the people. We've got a new name for our other host this week. It's called the Sleepy Boy Matt P Video. Matt, explain to the people what's going on. Uh, so apparently we'd agreed a 9.30 record time and I was convinced it was 10 a.m. And so uh, you just text me asking if I was awake. I was in the shower. So like I'm, I'm fresh. Okay. I'm feeling good. But I did hmm. but I did sleep in a little bit. Mainly because uh, I was up until 3 a.m. playing a game. And I'm sure we'll chat about it a bit. I'm sure we will indeed. If you don't know what my Xbox in me is, my Xbox in me is our weekly Xbox podcast here on youtube.com slash my Xbox and me and across all podcast services. Now, you may have seen it. You may not have seen it. Everyone was out there posting their chartables. Everyone was out there. Oh, look, our podcast is number one in the rankings. Oh, our podcast is in the top 10. Now, I want to let you all know, I've been on Chartable from, from day one. This podcast has been on Chartable for a very long time. Just see me out there bragging about it when we crack the top 20? No. Just see me? No. Do I do it? No. But you know what? I did check something. Reviews. See, you get all the reviews of the podcast, right? We haven't had a new review since 2020. Early 2020. Oh, come on. Oh, come nah, on. my Xbox and my audience, I need you. I, I need you. I need you to go to your favorite podcast service, preferably Apple, if I'm being honest with you, because that's where the rankings really, really, really matter. I need you to drop a five-star review and a very nice, you know, oh, this podcast is amazing. Matt P is amazing. Too Fresh Crash, I love his curls. Amazing. Even if you don't even look at the video, it doesn't matter, all right? We need you. What I will say is shout out to the people from South Africa. Who listen to this show. Shout oh, out yeah? to the people from New Zealand who dropped a review, who watched this show. My Xbox in me is worldwide, baby. We've done it. It's it. crazy. I love it. It's real talk is crazy to me that like anyone listens to this show week after week. But the pure fact that people listen to it from outside of like England or America is yeah. crazy to me. So I want to see if you're from uh, Uganda, Istanbul, I don't care where you're from. I want to see you dropping reviews because it shows me where you're at and it matters. We charted in the South Africa chart the other week. Love Madness. It. Madness. Madness. Tweet about it. Uh, do you know what? 
Maybe I should have. Maybe I should have, Crash. Um, remember, you can get the show early over on patreon.com slash mcfixer. I'll be honest with you, we've been a little bit behind due to embargoes and things like that. It's just the way it works, though. I promise, Patreon supporters, you're getting more. It will come. I promise, I promise, I promise. Um... And yeah, that's a, you know that's the rigor mode this, this morning. Obviously, big shout out to our Patreon producers, Erin God, FNH Paul, and our new one this week, guys. So let's get a round of applause for the one oh, and wow. only Low Key Mike. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. Mike. Thank you, Mike, for your your patronage and your support, my dude. It helps a lot. Also, don't forget to go subscribe to the YouTube channels. It really helps us grow. Topic of the show this week, everybody. I don't know why this is. This was such a shocker, but I'll hit it with you anyway. Microsoft confirms it doesn't make money from consoles. <gasps> what? Shocker. Absolute <laughs> shocker. I cannot believe it. Uh, Microsoft has come out and confirmed it doesn't make money from its Xbox sales. It's all about the software. Uh, this one was written from Windows Central by Robert mm, Canvel. Carvel. Carval actually says more interesting Microsoft has arrived thanks Microsoft news has arrived thanks to Epic versus Apple trial as part of the line of questioning revolving around the differences between app stores and console versus mobile despite the fact they both take 30% of revenue cuts um blah 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 Microsoft's revenue model for Xboxes were brought up Laurie Wright Microsoft's head of Xbox business development was asked how much margin microsoft makes via console sales her reply was straightforward quote we don't end quote she said quote we sell the console at a loss end quote it was left unclear whether microsoft ever profits off console sales as later on in the life cycle of hardware then outdated components typically become cheaper to produce but even when a console becomes cheaper to produce at the point of a device life cycle it also typically sold for a loss We'll leave it there on this one, guys. Wasn't this kind of obvious? Didn't we already know this? Yeah, this is something that like we've talked about for so long and has been talked about so long on past generations as well. It's not just this generation. So I don't know why when this blew up, everybody was talking a whole bunch of ish about Microsoft and they don't make profits off their consoles and whatnot. And it's like, I think the only console that makes a profit is Nintendo, and I don't even think that's all their consoles. It's like across the board. Hardware is expensive, and they undersell to get it into your homes. Yeah, exactly. I, just... I mean, you sorry. No, you look please. At, you look at um, gaming PCs, right? And if you want to build your own gaming PC that, that matches the spec of a current generation console, you're looking at spending a lot more than a current generation console. Um, and, and that's just the way it's always been. I think... I think sometimes we forget, right? We're in the top 1% of gamers, right? We know this. Yeah. Uh, each generation, this is not news to us. But to your average gamer who's who's jumping in, uh, they might be shocked to read this, right? To your to your sort of, you know, person who got in, you know, young person who got in on the ground floor of Fortnite and now considers them a game, themselves a gamer all of a sudden, they might be interested to read this on IGN, right? And um, yeah, when news comes out like this, it's not a shock to us, but uh, yeah. to the 99%, maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, for me, it was just, uh, I saw the fanboys obviously doing what fanboys do best, which is like, ha, 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 your console doesn't even make a profit. I'm like, bitch, neither does any console. Like, yeah, what exactly. yeah. What are you talking about? Like, this is so stupid. Um, 
for me, it's like, number one, you're 100% right, Matt, which is, yeah, though we... I think sometimes we forget that we live, and I think I forget especially, I, we live in our bubble, right? Our world of, like, video games and Netflix and ev all of the entertainment purposes and Disney+. Plus, and though the numbers are large that use it, it's not the same level that dive in deeper, do a weekly Xbox podcast about it. Um, and I think sometimes we, I, lose touch of that and forget that, like, not all... The perfect example for this week is i got my resident evil village um collector's edition right took a photo i threw it up on socials saw some people tag me saying i didn't know they brought an xbox version out of this i thought it was just playstation what like what like like these are people that follow gaming and they just don't know some of this information so yeah i definitely feel like it's um sometimes we forget sometimes we forget that like Oh, yeah, this is not obvious to everybody. But, yeah, know who's shocker here. And um, that's always been the play. Why do you think Game Pass is a dollar? Why do you think they need gold still? Because it makes ridiculous amounts of money. Why do you yep. think sales for their games, obviously, they take their 30% cut? Like, obviously, this was the business yeah. model. Always. It's just weird to me. Why you... fight for marketing on a game as well, you know? If, yep. like, getting sales on your console doesn't really matter as much as selling consoles... Why go for that? Yeah. Do you think... So th these consoles are sold out, right? Everywhere. Always. Difficult to still get an Xbox Series X or a PS5. S is a yeah. little bit easier, little but still easier. difficult. Yeah. Still difficult. Do you think there's any world in which Sony or Microsoft raise the price of these consoles at any point? No. Nope. To try and counter that a little bit and say, well, look, they're selling out everywhere. Let's just make a little bit more change on them. People nope. will still buy them. They yeah. no, well, I think I agree. You but... couldn't. You couldn't, right? Crash yeah. on. You'd be the villain so quick as soon <laughs> sure. as you do that. Even sure. a lot of your own fans, especially the fans who can't get that console, and they keep refreshing the pages and they're in tune with all the Reddit pages and whatever to try and find yeah. out when they're in stock. As soon as that happens, they are going to hate you and they are likely to jump ship to the other side. Like, you know what? I've been trying to get this PS5 or I've been trying to get this Xbox. I don't care. You raise the price by 100, by 50, by whatever it is. You yeah. might be trying to fight scalpers or whatever it is. But in well, reality, you hurt me, not yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you know, it, it's common business practice to say, hey, I'm selling out of all of my stuff. Let me raise the price because obviously there's demand there for it and yada, yada, yada. I know, I know it would be insane for Microsoft or Sony to do it. But... I just it think, would be interesting to see if somebody look, did. Look at we've got president for this, right? Of like it not happening. The the U uh, the Wii U the Wii yeah. U. Sorry, the Wii, not the Wii U. Definitely <laughs> not the say, Wii U. The Wii. You get a Wii U and if then you even a Wii if you U. want to go by the Switch, because that at that some at one point they were selling that. There's still that's that bunch of news come out about that this week, which was absolutely crazy. The attach rate to that console is mad, right? Mm. Like I just don't think. I don't think it would ever happen, number one. I don't think Microsoft needed it to happen. We're seeing them have... We spoke no. about it last week, right? They've had like, a crazy profitable uh, quarter. They're selling more They're selling more Game Pass to people. They're selling more uh, games than they ever have. Like, again, it's now is a great time to be an Xbox player and live on this ecosystem. So they need no bad PR. Like, to me, E3 scares me for Xbox. Because if they have an underwhelming E3 this year... And they're the only ones at E3 in terms of like the big part. Remember, we've we've now we own Bethesda now. I say we. I'm not actually at Microsoft. I'm just talking <laughs> for the context of this conversation. Uh, they own Xbox now. So, oh, sorry, 
they own Bethesda now, so <laughs> is Bethesda going to have their own... I own Microsoft now. Um, so are they going to have their own show? Probably not, right? Because they're going to need those... Whatever those announcements are, which who knows what they well, are. Um, they're not going to have that on that rumor, show. I thought I heard a rumor last week that they were going to keep... They were going to maintain their own their own E3 Interesting. conference. Um, I, I, you know, I, can't, I can't remember where I heard that or, you know, if it's complete nonsense, it yeah. may well be. But um, I'm sure I did hear it somewhere. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, a part of me thinks they will keep it separate. Um, you know, they, they'd be smart if they did. They, I just, I thought Microsoft would I think want that so. big, that big hype moment of Elder Scrolls or whatever it is. Maybe you can I, still do it, right? Like you, you have the Epic, uh, sorry, you have the, the Bethesda conference first, maybe, and then say, Hey, you want to see more of this thing? It's going to be an Xbox as well. Which they've done, which Bethesda have a history of doing as well. Exactly. Exactly. And so yeah. I think you still tied in. Sorry, Crash. I think at this point, even if they were to keep them separate, even if there were any blunders on the Bethesda side, that would fall very heavily on Xbox, and especially especially now that Microsoft uh, acquired them. And I think the big thing here is Bethesda have had some bad shows, in my opinion, yeah. where it's just a case of, we've got this weird musician, well, not a weird musician, but they've got this musician that comes out and does it, and we're like, okay, cool, but where's the games? And then the games mm. we do see are mobile titles and things like that, where you're like, Ah, oh, this didn't need to be as long as it was, and then that, then th though it doesn't actually matter in the grand scheme of things for internet people comparing shows, I do think from a mindshare point of view it does matter. Where it's like you just need as much good PR as possible, in my opinion. But who knows? Who knows? To um, circle back to the yeah. beginning of this, sorry, quickly before no, we leave, um, I think it's interesting the amount of news that's coming out of this epic Apple. Oh. Uh, like we've got a case. question about it... that later so hold it and we'll cool, talk, cool, cool. We'll, i was going to bring we'll it in now okay you wait hey hey the show's changing <laughs> we've got better host please do it go no 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 well, well okay okay we're here now so yeah we had a question for, on the discord from a wild yami enters who said thoughts on the apple epic case trial so far um yeah i think it's fascinating right the amount of news that's coming out about this i feel like sony if they're paying attention, have got to be a little bit miffed about the amount of stuff coming out and, and you know, people saying, oh, it's difficult to do this or we have to pay for this on PlayStation and not on Xbox. I think they came out and said, you know, Fortnite came out and said they had to pay for crossplay uh, on on PlayStation and that, that hurts, right? Again, we are the 1% that keep an eye on this stuff and care about this stuff. Everybody else playing their PS5, Fortnite and the PS5 doesn't care that yeah. the Epic had to pay for crossplay, but it's a big deal. It's, it's a big a deal. <laughs> and uh, yeah. It's crazy, right? Because I, I was sat there listening to it on uh, the Game Awards for some reason. Don't ask me why the Game Awards decided to stream it, but they did. Uh, so I'm sat there <laughs> listening to it. All of them on their like £2.50 microphones. Can't hear anything oh, God, really properly. It's really annoying. I know. But, We've been um, in a pandemic for a year. Like, invest. Yeah, Get yourself crazy. <laughs> crazy. Um, but yeah, I was, I was just a bit shocked all in all. I was like, oh. Like, hearing a lot of this stuff where I'm like, Everything we thought, everything I have always thought about Sony in terms of their their business practices, and we've always said how Sony are so Sony is a company, not PlayStation. Sony is a company are so heavily reliant upon PlayStation to make them money. Like un, un, unlike Microsoft, though though now it's starting to move in that that direction, right? Of like they're making them money, but Xbox was just a very small branch of Microsoft, and we always used to hear the rumors of like, oh, they're gonna get sold off, they're getting shut mm. down, like those those conversations were happening at, at a time when i was doing this podcast early on right 
Now you look at it when you're like, especially Sony. Some of the stuff, I love all the stuff that got leaked where like I was listening to, um, I guess it was one of the lawyers like, yeah, read this section, but don't read over here. And it was like reading this quadrant because this has already been taken out and redacted and all these lawyer words. That I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, sir, but sure. Um, but yeah, I found I found it extremely interesting, and it's it's weird to think how much I love video. I, said, I tweeted it. It was like, man, I love video games because there is no way on earth I'm sitting here listening to lawyers talk about a lawsuit um, about Apple and Epic, and then Microsoft are now involved, and PlayStation get get totally like you said opened up in such a bad way, which is like, yeah, they're not they're not friendly and we, we spoke about it last week i think i mentioned about how dev, devs that i've spoken to have always found it a harder time to get their games on xbox right like traditionally in that that early stage of xbox one where now it sounds like it's the opposite of like oh play not not to get your games on the system but like the, the little extra things that we all want and take for granted right like we mm -hmm. all we all want cross play we all want cross progression like those are things that we think should exist across each of the ecosystems including mobile like everywhere it should exist but only one company that we know of so far is like if you want that you're paying us and it isn't yeah. the evil corporation microsoft as people like yeah. to paint them weird very very weird I think you brought a really good point where it's like Sony needs that uh, PlayStation money. Microsoft doesn't need the Xbox money. So if Xbox has crossplay, it's like, cool, that's great for us. We don't, we're not reliant on that. Um, I do think with like the Epic versus Apple stuff, it's so interesting how much like information's coming out that you wouldn't assume is relevant yeah. to the case at all. Like, oh, Microsoft has this many games that they didn't show last year that they were expected to show and Sony and all this stuff. And it's like, why is that relevant? And why is that even being talked about at all? I just yeah. don't get it. It's fascinating, isn't it? And I think um, it, I think Epic has, has done what it wanted to do with this, which is oh, blowing the yes. industry open, right? And being like, hey, we need to be more transparent about this stuff because some services are treating us way better than others and yada, yada. And people keep talking about it like this David and Goliath thing, right? Like, oh, little Epic taking on the big guy Apple. Epic are little. They're not, Anymore, they're not the little underdog But they were. They, sure, think about, sure. Like, take your mind back to when Fortnite got announced. 100%. 100%. Epic were... They, what was that game they had on PlayStation? Paladins? No, not Paladins. Um, uh, Epic had... What was that game? The 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 one that Andrew Rie used to absolutely talk about all the time. I can't it remember what it's called. Oh, Unreal definitely Tournament. Began with a P. No, yeah, it was definitely no, 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 P. No, no, no. It definitely like I don't know what it's called. It doesn't matter. It was like a MOBA, um, right? Yeah, it was a MOBA. Like that, that oh, was Paragon. their Paragon. 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 That's the one. Yeah. Um, that was like they were had that uh, epic. Had, obviously, they had done Gears for a while, and then obviously that had yeah. gone. And it's like, what is going on over at Epic? And then the Fortnite comes out and launches and doesn't do well, and then Battle Royale. And now yeah, they I, are the company I, that they are. Crazy, crazy. I think that's the one thing everybody always forgets about Fortnite. For Fortnite at first was like a survival game. <laughs> I pre-ordered Fortnite. Damn. I paid for You're one of those people. Fortnite. I was really into Fortnite. I thought it'd be great. And me and a mate played it for a little while. And yeah, it was it was Save the World. It was this yeah. it was this co-op zombie horde mode shooter. 
Um, and and then yeah, they looked at PUBG and went, "Oh, that looks good. We will do that we'll, in Fortnite and make we'll it free, so that we're not ripping off our own client here and and all these things." And and yeah. it became the biggest thing in the world, right? So um, it Crazy. is fascinating the the information coming out about this stuff. And uh, yeah. like I say, we're the one percent. We care, but they're blowing the doors off this industry to make it more transparent. And it's I think it's only going to be beneficial to smaller devs, all developers in in the long run. And so um. It'd be interesting to see what ends up happening. They must sell, right? They're just gonna have to sell, and it's not gonna go much further. But I don't think they knows? do. That's a. I don't. I don't. I, I think like I think you hit a nail on the head, which is like Epic are just sitting there rubbing their hands there again. Yep, this has all got leaked. Now, now we've shown the way the industry really works, and I think they're really they're going for the jugular. And again, you know, like Xbox. I was listening to the, the lawyer speak again. It's like. I'm listening going, oh, they've got you here, Xbox, because, yeah, you do charge 30%. And then, like, Epic are just sat there going, no, we don't charge 30%, we charge 12 or whatever it is. And it's like, oh, man, Epic. Epic come across this sounding so good. Okay, I've got no camera. Interesting. You've gone, you got yeah, hot. Yeah, I've gone black. Got don't worry, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. Tell you what, Chris, <laughs> can you do me a favor? Can you go into yeah. uh, Fixer's sack for me and read some questions while I figure this out? Sure. Let's jump into... Hushed Casket asked, now that we've got Resident Evil Village and are looking forward to Halo Infinite, how should games please longtime fans whilst attracting newcomers to the franchise? I think this is a fascinating question, and, and I'm sure we will get on to Resident Evil Village and chat more about it, but I think it's a brilliant question because I think me and Fixer are going to have very different opinions on Resident Evil 8, and I'm excited to have that chat. Um, Personally, I think Resident Evil Village and, and Resident Evil 7 before it have done this in a fantastic way. And, uh, and I'm not sure that's a particularly popular opinion. Um, but yeah, it is so difficult to to do this, right? To attract new fans whilst pleasing the original fans. It's it's the reason that video game movies all suck, right? Like you can't please both those audiences. You can't bring in that mainstream new 99% while satisfying the original fans it's it's super difficult to do um a crash can you think of anything off the top of your head that like does it well i can't think of a video game but i think if you look at what marvel did with the marvel movies because if yeah. you look at in general like iron man and all those characters sure a lot of those characters aren't actually exact copies of the comic books mm. they copy the feel of the comic books which i think resident evil 7 like Resident Evil 7 was the rebirth of Resident Evil in a lot of ways, where it was sort of like, it's back in the mainstream and all this. It is taking the core ideas and themes and the feel of those IPs and those characters and what have you, and bringing it to a new medium or a new generation. And I think that's what games really need to do. And look at like, okay, we want to bring back Splinter Cell. What really is Splinter Cell? And how can we incorporate it in a game today? Not sure what's going on with the camera, lads. So it's going to be off. You've got an image of me holding my Resident Evil Village on the on the episode. Apologize. I yeah, I agree. Um, I've, I I haven't finished Resident Evil Village. We're going to talk about that in What's in Our Box. We'll get deep dive with that. Um, the thing for me is, I always I always feel like you need to keep the core of what the game is, and that's always my. Though Resident Evil has done that but it has changed the camera angle in such a drastic way that for me as a long-time fan, I've, I, I've been talking to my friend Bibby over at uh, Ice Cream Uploads, and we, he's a huge Resident Evil fan as well, right? And we haven't, But neither of us have finished the game, so there's no spoilers here, but we both went, don't think this is us. This is not our Resident Evil anymore. 
this isn't what we grew up playing. Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, Co-Veronica. Do you know, this This isn't our series anymore. And somebody said it in chat, and I think it was the perfect analogy for me, where I was like, huh, I never thought of it like that, which was this. Everybody did that with AC. Remember when Assassin's Creed came out? And I, I played 1 and 2, thought they were fine games. Really enjoyed 2, but thought they were fine games. It, weren't, it wasn't anything spectacular, right? And then obviously you look at Origins and... I went to Egypt because of the damn game. You look at Odyssey, and I'm like, I love that. You look at Valhalla, and I really enjoyed that. But fa hardcore fans, such as Crash, and other people yep. have been very, very critical of the U2 map, yeah? Like, yeah. have been very, very critical of both of those titles. Like, extremely critical, right? So, for me, it's a case of, I don't... What's the actual question here? Like, do I need to give an actual answer? Uh, how should... how? I think you need to keep the characters. That's always... So far, for Resident Evil, for me, I can get over the camera. I think the gameplay's really good, which, again, we're going to get in deep of very, very soon. The, uh, it's, the gameplay's very, very good. But I could not give two craps about Ethan Winters and the story going on here. And that's what breaks my heart the most about the game so far. But we'll get in deeper. It's, it's about keeping the core characters. I don't know about you, Crash. It's like for Assassin's Creed, like, I know, is it Damien in Assassin's Creed? Da da Damien? Desmond. Desmond, Desmond thank yeah. you. Th like, was he so important to you that you needed to see that story arc end? And did you get to in the way you wanted to? Like, I think they, first of all, they get rid of the character, like, when he's at his peak. Like, he gets at the best the character's been, and yeah. they're like, yeah, we're just gonna get yeah. rid of him now. Spoilers um, for a 10-year-old game at this point, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not really, like, my problem with Assassin's Creed. It's just that the main idea around the games just seems to, to sort of have gotten diluted and more diluted over time. And occasionally it sort of kind of comes back up, but never quite in the way that I'd want it to. Where like, if you look at Assassin's Creed 1 and the idea behind that, and then compare it to something like a Valhalla or an Origins or an Odyssey, it's like, it's so far apart that it's really unrecognizable just based off the themes in the games. I think Assassin's Creed as a specific example is really interesting because I, I feel like they kind of shot themselves in the foot with the concept of the game. If if Assassin's Creed had just been, this is a dude, Altair, this is the year, and you're playing his life, sorry, not the desk. If it had nothing to do with Desmond, I think they would have been better going forward. But they introduced Desmond, they introduced this this modern day element, and they had to double down on it going forward. And every single review that came out for those games all said the same thing. The game's great, and then you get thrust into the real world and you have to play as Desmond is crap, and it slows yep. down, and da da da, da. And they they kept it going. If, if Assassin's Creed had been like an anthology series that, that loosely tie into one another, and you're just jumping between all these incredible environments and time periods and playing as these characters who, yes, are all part of the Assassin Templar war that's going on, and there is this big overarching story, but they didn't keep thrusting you into modern day, I think they would have been better off. And I think it's, you know, we talk about Resident Evil. There's an issue there where, for me, the best parts of that game, Resident Evil Village and 7, are the parts when it's not a Resident Evil game. It's it's a horror game. And I can forget the umbrella and zombie, like these things are going on. Um, and, and that's the parts of the game that I really love. And I think, you know, something that did this really well, I think, is God of War. Now, I'm sure there are some God of War fans out there from 1, 2, and 3 
who didn't like the 2018, 2016, uh, like, quote-unquote, reboot, right? Yeah. It was a massive leap for that franchise. Um, and I'm sure some people didn't like it, but it it's telling a brand new story. Yes, you get hints back to that old world, but you can jump in fresh and really enjoy it. I think I think they nailed it. And and I think probably what they did is they look at the they looked at the criticism and kind of the hole that they dug themselves in with the original God of War games, which was most people don't like Kratos and his character is not very good. How do we how do we leap forward and and change people's opinion around that one thing? And we keep coming back to it. I think Village for me has has addressed some of the major issues. Let's, I just had hold with Seven. hold on, Village, because we're uh, we're, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Okay, we're not fine. There yet. I want to talk All about right? the game. And we'll, yeah. we'll get there. Let's just okay. Let's go through. I tell you what. We'll save the rest <laughs> of these questions apart from one, which is okay. uh, Stead's question. Uh, I've sorted out my camera for the audio listeners, just so you're aware. I had to switch out my whole camera because uh, oh I had a temperature issue. Yeah, don't ask. Uh, Stead says, with Final Fantasy VII Remake exclusively being extended, further extended, do you think it's time for Microsoft to play, quote, dirty as well? PlayStation have no issue taking away games from fans. Maybe it's time Microsoft did the same. Yes. 1,000% <laughs> yes. Though... <laughs> Let me twofold it, right? Number one, I think this is terrible and I don't want it to happen. From a from a gamer point of view, right? Of a so, I, yeah. please. Very quickly, g- give me some more context here because I think I've missed this news story. Have they come out and confirmed this game is the gonna DLC, be PlayStation the, for longer? It was new- it, it was like text in uh, the latest trailer. Is that um reintegrated is six yes. months longer. I don't know if that means all five fan no. fans given a remake. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I did miss that. So, okay, sorry. Carry yeah. on, fix. So, for me, it's twofolded, which is, number one, from a gamer perspective, I think this is horrible. I think it's disgusting. I hate it. It really annoys the crap out of me. Just let people play the games where they want to play the games. I understand. Yep. Nah. Two, second side, I understand it from a business, three-sided, I guess. I understand it from a business perspective, from Sony's point of view, which is, as we all know now, they need that damn money badly. They need it. So, they need to be doing these deals. They need to be selling this DLC. They need to be making their 30% cut off the top. And it's a very smart business plan. It's very, very smart. Third for, and final point, which is, yes, unfortunately, Phil, I love you as a person. I think you're a great human being. And unfortunately, good guys finish last. Sometimes you've got to get in. Sometimes you've got to get in the trenches and you've got to do some stuff that some people don't like. I think I'm a perfect example of that. I think I'm a nice human being as such, sort of. But sometimes you've got to do some stuff that you may not want to do. And I think that's what you have to do with Microsoft right now, which is your opinion, Phil's opinion in this case, Phil's opinion on time exclusives are bad for the industry, blah, 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 all valid. But that doesn't help us as gamers because we're losing out on experiences because Sony are willing to go and do that. Sony are willing to go and give Square Enix millions upon millions to get Final Fantasy 16 exclusive. What do we get? We got Yakuza, we got Yakuza for six months. Not a year. I don't even think it was six months in the end. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah so. it, it, like a few months earlier. It's like, I understand from, from my point of view, don't want it to happen. But from a Microsoft's point of view to its fan base, I think it owes it to be a little bit dirtier, a little bit grittier, and make some of these deals happen that need to happen, in my opinion. So, 
what if the trade-off for these deals happening was you get less games coming to Game Pass? Sure. Okay. But again, I think I'm in a privileged position yeah. where I get sent codes for, for almost anything now as my influence has grown. So for me, very easy for me to sit here and go, sure. Like, it yeah. doesn't impact yeah. me the same way as it p- impacts the other 20... This I think it's 22 million in Game Pass. So let's say 22.115, like, sort of thing. Like, 500,000 uh, content creators getting codes. I think that's probably even more than... I think it's even less than that, right? Like, it would be... I'm, what I'm trying to say is, it doesn't affect me. So I can easily sit here in my, in my noble chair, in my throne, and be like, yes, doesn't bother me. Uh, where other people that... It, that that impacts them immensely. So yeah, I get it. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, for me, there's like three points of view. Is one, for this to happen, I would assume that less stuff ends up getting going to Game Pass. They end up pushing less for Game Pass. Not saying they don't push stuff for Game Pass. It's just that you have to equal it out. You want more games to be coming to Xbox. You want to get those exclusive deals. Maybe you don't push for it to be in Game Pass because that costs even more than that. Um, number two. Microsoft has done this in the past. It hasn't done it in the series lifetime, but it did that way back, most notably Tomb Raider. Yep. Huge mm-hmm. failure with that. So Microsoft probably looks at that and they're like, maybe we don't do that. Can I interject? Yeah. Though you are 100% right, we are a different Xbox now. Absolutely agree. Absolutely 100% agree. But maybe Microsoft is looking at it like, do we risk that? Do we risk going ahead? We have all this great press. People love us. They're like, we're pro-consumer. We go ahead and we're like, okay, we're going to make this timed exclusive. Does Microsoft risk that good share that they've had? And they've had a lot of really good, um, uh, a lot of really good, uh, a good relationship with the consumer as of late. What I, Matt, let me quickly, what I would say is, the reason this has to happen at some point or only has to happen at some point is if Xbox do not produce on the first party front, which to this day through the Xbox one life cycle to even me sitting here today, we are as dry as a desert, dry as a desert right now. So Sony on the other hand have had Spider-Man last of us Two, God of war horizon, but the list can go on. I'm not sitting here acting like we haven't had any games, but we've had Gears, Sunset, Forza. You're going a long way back to call out Sunset there, which kind of proves your point, right? It, that's what yeah. I'm trying to get to. But yeah. for me, it's a case of they they need they have to deliver. Fable has to deliver. State of Decay Three has to deliver. Um, Everwild has to deliver. And Halo. I and I. W- I don't think Halo, Halo's not going to deliver. I already know it's not going to deliver. Because not, not from the fact of it's not going to be a great game, it's people's expectations for that game are so out of whack already. I see it all the time. And I'm like, I don't know what you're expecting, but what I'm expecting is what we saw. You know? Like, we've seen what this game is. Like, it's going to look prettier. It's going to be more polished. Yeah. But we've seen what the game is. I don't expect it to be that different from that. So if you're not looking for an open worldish Halo, um, like you're going to be extremely disappointed. I think. I think the Halo conversation probably won't be all that based around the campaign. It'll be based around the free to play multiplayer. And and if I disagree, there's like guys with that, no. then I think they've won. 
Nope. I th- Halo's constantly had this problem. Like Halo Five, one of the best FPS multiplayers. Like hands down, I think. Not the a difference lot. is it's free to play. That's the difference. Right, but it's Halo. Halo's always had this like strong fan base around the narrative. The multiplayer is there, and people love the multiplayer. But it's also always around the narrative. Halo is its story. Halo is this epic journey. Halo is Master Chief. And for you to I, say that it's just multiplayer is sort of like no, no, separating. The I two. get. No, I'm that's not, not what he's saying. Multi- yeah, that's not yeah. what I'm saying. Is okay. you know, Fortnite came out and nobody cared, and then there was a free to play battle royale that everybody played. A Call of Duty. You could argue that the last two Call of Duty campaigns they they've been enjoyed, they've been reviewed well, but people are talking about Warzone still because it's free to play. And well, maybe not just because it's free to play, but because it's incredibly popular and free to play, and the free to play helps incredibly. I think I think if angled correctly, the okay. Halo free to play multiplayer could be huge, especially on PC. Let me let me interject there. Let me say it like this: Where is Fortnite? What platforms? All of them. Where is uh, Call of Duty? What platforms? Just answer my question. Answer my question. No, 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 no. Don't, don't interject. Just answer my question. Where is Call of Duty? All of them. Okay. Fight me. Where, where is Halo gonna be? Xbox, PC. Okay. And wait, 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 wait. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. And, 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 who has the weaker sales in the console? Xbox. Whose fan base doesn't speak about their first parties as much? Xbox. Who doesn't push their games as well as their competitors on a first party front? Xbox. You're talking you're comparing apples to oranges here, which is Call of Duty is Call of Duty. Fortnite has dances and a beautiful art style, which plays extremely well to children, and they got every content creator in the world to buy into it. Halo to me, I don't play Halo. Me. I, I play shooters all day long. I do not play Halo because I just don't view it as like this. It's so, it's the the ecosystem even around Halo. Very similar to Gears. Very, very similar to Gears, which is, in my head, it's for hardcore players. And if you are not in that top 1% of hardcore players, you're not even 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 playing. The skill level between Halo and Fortnite is apples to oranges. You jump on yeah. Fortnite with your friends to just have a good time and play. And the same thing, what you're comparing, last point, then we can move on, which is you are comparing a battle royale to a multiplayer. Two big differences. Yeah, yeah it is, you're right. It's a huge difference. Lawyered. I think, I... I think that if you look at the top 15, 20, 100 biggest streamers right now, mm-hmm. I bet you... 99.5% of them are playing on PC. Yes. And and will play Halo yes. on launch. That's but I agree. But how Chris, how many of on. them play after launch? How many of them keep playing? Well, that, that's the that's what's incredibly relevant. Yeah. Once yeah, that yeah, sponsor yeah. Be, once that sponsor check has disappeared. Honestly, I A, I think it has to come out with right. a BR. I has think to. a lot of yeah. it, it's I shown agree. that like if it if people are going to stick with it, it has to be a BR. Agreed. I don't really think a BR is going to come. And I do think Halo does have a wild card, and that is the Forge mode. Don't where people agree. go in, they make their own modes, they make their own maps. Somebody will make and their I own think BR. That is that is really the wild card. But the chances of that playing out the way that it would be to make Halo the most popular game in the market right now is almost impossible. I think. I one thousand percent agree. And. Well, 
Sorry, go on. Go on, Crash. Mind you, I'm saying that as somebody who's actually, I'm legitimately looking forward to Halo Infinite. I'm excited for Halo Infinite. So am I. Like, I'm looking yeah. forward to playing it as well. But you, we cannot, we cannot sit here. I, I love people are going to come for me. I know they are. And it's fine. I, it's absolutely fine. But we are not about to compare Call of Duty, Fortnite to Halo. We can't. Because Halo hasn't got that mind share anymore. It yeah. hasn't. I'm sorry. No, I agree. I agree. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean could. to beat beat you all up. I think it I'm sorry. Could. I, in a I, best case scenario world, it can. In in a year's time, we could be talking about it in the same way we're talking about Warzone. I think. Maybe. I I, I think know. I agree with you. I think there is a possibility. Nope. I just think that possibility is so slim. I, I want to very quickly circle back to the original question because we got no, we can't. We haven't got time. We're already going oh, extremely on. long. No, go on, quick. We're not even gonna get through the news this week. I guarantee it. I was gonna say, right? You you said you said that uh, that uh, you said that the good guys finish last. Yes. And, and the Xbox are playing the good guy thing. I think I think tactically, when you're in a situation like Xbox are, let's face it, they're in second place, right? To PlayStation. I think they're in third. I think you need really okay in, from a con a I, I think quickly i mm. think from a point of view of console sales to fans market share from third party support for i think they're in third place compared it goes playstation nintendo xbox just because game pass is popular and just because the console is selling that i still think they're in third place in that regard in my opinion Fair enough, fair enough. My point is, if you're in first place, you're playing a very different game to the people playing in second and third, True. right? And, and you, you tactically, you need to play that game differently. I think Xbox are, are playing third or second place very, very well. Yeah. Just, just from a personal point of view, you know, me and my core group of mates who last generation were playing on PS4 have moved to Xbox this generation and are thrilled with Game Pass and are playing Outriders and are really enjoying ourselves. Um, I think those conversations are going to start to happen more. And so... There's an interesting thing, right, where you, where you say, do they start playing Duty? Do they start taking more exclusives? It'll be fascinating to see what happens this summer with E3 and Bethesda and what announcements get made and where they're going to go, yada, yada. I think with MLB, I think, is a great example, right? If you bought MLB on PlayStation for 70 quid, you've kind of got to be second-guessing that decision, haven't you, and saying, well, yeah. I, I, if I'd gone Xbox, I could have had it on Game Pass as well as all these, as well as Outriders and all these other incredible games am I making the right decision here? And I think, so by not taking exclusivity, by by giving Elder Scrolls 6 to PlayStation and saying, yeah, you can pay for a 70 quid over there if you want, but it's better on Xbox. And we'll take our 70% cut. Exactly. And and it's basically just an advert for Game Pass because your mates who are playing on Xbox maybe did get in a little bit early. Maybe it's a month, yeah. two months, three months, six months exclusivity. I don't think And then all be. of a sudden you're paying 70 quid for a game that people have been playing on a Game Pass service for one pound a month or whatever it is. I think it's actually kind of a good advert if you don't necessarily go full exclusivity. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this summer, basically, because I think that'll be the uh, the stepping stone to see what Xbox's approach is with these kind of things. Fair enough. Let's get into what's been our box and finally <laughs> break just down... Like Apex Legends Arena Crash. Oh, Talk really? to okay. me, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going there. Uh, okay. I <laughs> absolutely love this game mode. How much have how much of it have you played, Fix? I play about three hours. You yeah. liking it? I I think it's fantastic. I am absolutely blown away by it. I was so I jumped on Apex just before Resident Evil came out for for 
uh, for a stream. And um, I was like, oh, all right, should we play the BR mode or should we jump? I was playing with Pal. Shout out to Pal um, in my chat. And we, we play a bunch of Apex together. And um, I was like, oh, let's try out the arena mode. Like, I want to, I want to, I've always want, I've always seen like, over, uh, not Overwatch, but um, so, yeah, Overwatch and like, Le not League of Legends, what's the game? Valorant and Valorant. those types of games. I've always seen them and never played one myself. Like, I've never really, like, the whole you get your money and Counter-Strike, you get your money and you buy your yeah. gun and all that stuff. Never understood how it worked and stuff. So I was like, oh, I'll jump in and play. Jumped in, got a clutch, killed all three people off the bat. Me, on my own, with my pistol. And I was like, yo, is the skill no, level just bad? Or am I really good? And then we played <laughs> another game and we won. And we played another game and we won. And I was just like, I really like this. This is such a perfect compliment to the Battle Royale. Perfect. Yeah. It, you sorry, go. On. It also works like so, so well for the way you would think about it. Cause I I went into it thinking, how are they gonna make a lot of these characters work? It's yep. gonna be so weird. And I think there are definitely like characters that are a lot stronger than other characters, but it is the balancing with the different prices and all that stuff. And there's certain abilities that don't work. Yeah. Um, and it just all meshes in together perfectly in this really weird way i do think there are still some changes that need to happen before they add rank next season uh but it all works so well i didn't at first i didn't like the fact that you have to buy new guns every round right i, I die do. with I the love gun I, I put i put purple i i paid for the purple i want my purple nope and then they take my purple away it kind of makes sense with the way it works it's a I short do. game mode i kind of wish the game mode was a little bit longer nope i wish it was first to five <laughs> No, because I got you You're get into wrong. a tiebreaker. Did you get into any tiebreakers? You get into a tiebreaker, yeah. And so you but can have a if you're a well skilled if you're two well skilled teams, you can have a long match. It's and that's what I liked about here's, it. We, go on. Here's my problem. In a competitive way, by the time I figure out how to counter you, and a lot of times with it being first to three, it, the match it's is over. over. Yeah. So for casuals, I'm fine with it being first to three. That's cool. Interesting. But once competitive rolls around, once I'm trying to figure out how you play and counter how you play, it might be too late for me by that point mm. where I feel. And that might just be like the competitive person in me. Like, I wish it was a little bit longer. I wish by the time that I figured out how you're playing and start countering you, it doesn't take you to get one sneaky win after I figure out how you play. You could get, get good. back into it. I win most of my matches, folks. So why are you complaining? Shut the hell up, then. <laughs> because it could be better. That's why I'm complaining. It could be better. No, honestly, Now's the time to complain. I, honestly, I was really shocked. The maps work perfectly. Very perfectly. Good maps, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I was, I was a little bit bummed that I had to go play Resident Evil. I knew I'd be playing Resident <laughs> Evil for like the foreseeable future because. I could see me jumping in and really getting good. And I do think it's a mode that you need to play with friends, honestly, yeah, um, or teammates like that play, you play together regularly. I've tried it solo. It is horrible. Solo. Yeah. I've had a lot of people quit on me. Like yep. they'll just, they'll get just killed. Quit. They'll complain and they leave. And it's yep. like, cool. Now it's a two V three and it's almost impossible to win in a two V three. And then you get that me. second person leave and then you fix your nut. I'm good, bro. I promise, Crash. I swear to you. I swear to you. I'm good. You swear? Is okay. I, we're going to play at some point. I swear to you. If you, you do I'm not good. carry me, if you do not carry me every single match, I do not want to hear you say you're good. Okay. So don't hit me with that face. Don't I do not want to. Uh, <laughs> fix is climbing to crank 90s again. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it, mate. My own eyes now. Fix it. Oh. 
That's yeah. Okay. Um, is it one of those things where where you don't know, but the first few games it puts you in against bots? Imagine to, I'd be so upset. There's no bots. <laughs> I'd be so upset. I wouldn't be surprised if there was an influx of new players, not new players, but people who don't really try play and too much because it is a game, a new game mode. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd definitely be keen. I, I haven't jumped in yet, but from everything you two have said just now, I'm I'm definitely more keen to jump into that than the battle royale mode because I just get my ass handed to me in the battle royale mode. I think it will help. It will help you get better about yeah, sure. it. It helps you so much with team fights and just like awareness and reaction times. Um, One thing I've been I playing think... it on. Sorry, go, go, on, go on, crash. Uh, I've been playing it on PC because I've been trying to get better at uh, aiming and shooting on PC and movement, and all that stuff. And I can already tell a difference because unlike the battle royale mode, where it's sort of like you do the normal battle royale, you loot up, you walk around, yeah, yeah, you exactly. play it slow and whatnot. It's like you are constantly in a fight. You are constantly improving. Yeah. Uh, how you play yeah i think that would really help one of the, one of the things i struggled with apex was uh like sort of jumping in late right and not knowing the game very well and not knowing oh i've picked up a, a dmr right and it's single shot and like i'm all of a sudden in gunfire and i can't shoot and i'm confused um one of the things that's actually really helping with that is i started titanfall 2 and uh didn't realize how much crossover there would be between those two games and a um, lot yeah a lot yeah and and really enjoying that um off your recommendation crash last week i think it was that you said you played it um and yeah i, I think it's a brilliant game i'm not sure I'll, I'll probably finish it or go back to it now but um sort of put three or four hours into it and really enjoyed it and it kind of just got me more like excited to play end. more apex really is it not long like, that's right no, there it's at the there. end i oh. clocked in right under five hours for my playthrough oh, it was like really? four, 40 minutes yeah oh uh, maybe i'll finish it uh, what bit did you end at hmm. did you I do like the I mission did. Yeah, I did the time jump mission. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you're like at the end. Oh, you're really? at the end. Okay, yeah, you're fine. at the end. I'll, yeah, I'll, you have like another three or four missions left. I'll try and finish it this week then, because um, it's probably worth it for that then. But yeah, very much enjoying that. Now the moment people have been waiting for, which is, of course, Resident Evil Village review impressions, thoughts from the one and only Matt P Video and MC Fixer. <gasps> Matt, I think we should start with you, because I'm such a hardcore fan and have lots of opinions. I think it's probably best to start with you on this one. So what? Sure. how are you feeling about Resident Evil Village? Sure, yeah. So like you said, right? Let's Initial thoughts. Context. Yeah. Sure, a little bit of context. So so I'm not a huge Resident Evil guy, right? I've played... I, I think I've probably play, dabbled in four on the mm. Wii. I've mm. played best Resident Evil 2 Remake. Oh, really? <laughs> real, no, that's not... I'm, I'm not memeing no Kappa. Okay, no memeing no Kappa. Fair. That is real. Best way to play Resident Evil 4 is on the way. Yes. Um. So, yeah. Pl played Resident Evil 2 Remake. Thought it was great. Played a little bit of 3 Remake. Mm, not so much. Played 7 for the first time last week. Finished it and really, really enjoyed that game. You know, we talked about it on last week's episode. There, There is an issue with sort of characters and story in that game. It gets to a point where it asks you to make a decision. And from that point on, I feel like yep. the game falls apart a little bit and forgets what it is and and um becomes much less entertaining and and sort of driving um eight i think is i adore this game i absolutely love this game i i finished it last night like i said stayed up till 3 a.m um i i texted you fix i thought you'd finish it as well and said nope. i'm here how long have i got to go i ended up texting uh vic hood who i work with and she reviewed it for tech radar oh, nice. and um and she said you've got about three hours left I decided to not believe her and just was like, oh, I'll just finish it up. And there were three hours left and I stayed until 3am playing the game. Um, but I couldn't put it down. Like, I absolutely adored this game. I think um, 
there are some th- some issues carry over from seven, right? And and the main one you've already brought up, Ethan sucks as a character. Ethan is terrible. Um, but everything else that I think failed on seven's part, mainly the fact that uh, the motivation for why Ethan is doing what he's doing and, and why you as a player are doing what you're doing and, and the kind of difference there, right? In seven, yeah. you're going to save your wife, but the mm-hmm. game just tells you you have a wife and that you love her and you should go save her. And as a character or as a player, sorry, you don't have that same connection. Yeah. I think this does away with all of that. The motivation for, for why Ethan is doing what he's doing in this game, I think marries up with me as a player. Um, now nah, we're I playing two no different games. Go. Really? I think... Let- let me let go me on, you go you yeah. go you go so i still haven't finished resident evil village which i think on its own should tell you enough about resident evil village from my point of view that also being said i've been making content and i've been overworked ridiculously amount so maybe yeah. don't read it too much into it i shot an unboxing for my uh, uh, collector's edition and i've streamed it and it's a different experience i'll be honest with you I really wish I didn't stream Resident Evil. And I think it's really hard because my, my, my life is my content, right? So it's really hard to not experience it. But Resident Evil is such a special series to me. But it's not only special to me anymore. It's special to Haley as well. And being playing it without her there removes such a barrier of, I don't know, that, that emotional side of the game to me. Mm-hmm. Playing through Resident Evil Village for me, the opening is interesting i think it does a, a, a good the opening sequence right i think it does sure. a good enough job of like okay let's go on this journey and i i as a resident evil fan also want to know more as i've progressed i'm probably about i don't know i probably put about my the it's a weird thing because the game clock doesn't add up to the amount of time i've streamed like the other yeah. day because it works on pauses don't count and I think it's anytime you're in your menu doesn't count, but it's weird. I streamed for like eight hours, but only had like three and a half hours game time. So so my my game clock, I finished at seven hours 44. Interesting. And I'm like, there's no way. No I, think, way. I think I put more like 10 hours into this game. Yeah. So I don't know what's I think going deaths, on there. Deaths, I didn't leave it on so pause did you, or anything. Did you die a lot? Not, not a crazy amount. No. So every time you die, the clock will go back to whatever your game in clock time would be. Because ah. I know that from speedrunning and stuff like that. So Fair enough. Yeah. Then then that makes sense because that the the last boss fight took me a long time. Got so, it. Um, yeah. so that makes sense. I'm, I'm, so it's, not three hours. But. Resident <laughs> Evil Village is the perfect, what from what I've played so far, is the perfect mixture between Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 7. It is. It, from what we saw, what they showed, they were very much talking about it like that. And it, that is what this game is. It's more grounded. It's more dark. It's more gritty in certain elements. And it's quite bright and vibrant in other elements. It's it, it's really good. It's really good. But my problem with the game as a Resident Evil fan is one, I haven't got to the part that I'm hoping... I'm at the back half of the game. And... I'm hoping we, I've seen the Umbrella logo and I've not seen the, the guy I bought a 200-pound statue for. I haven't seen too much of him yet. And I'm hoping that the back half of this game is going to give me what I want from the series, which is all the things I have hypothesized about, which it doesn't think that's actually true, un- unfortunately. I'm hoping it's going to end on a cliffhanger that the next game is going to be like, all right, we got these new people in. They're now caring. Now let's give you, Resident Evil fan, what you want. But from what I've played so far, 
again, it's another crap character in Ethan with no character development, no reason to care about him, no reason to care about the things we are doing. The emotional side is just not there. The character I want to see, I haven't seen anywhere near enough of, which breaks my heart as a hardcore fan. Can don't, you... don't say anything. Don't spoil it. Don't just no, let no. me... Okay. Okay, okay, yeah. Go, okay, I won't even get don't, into that. Don't <laughs> even, don't even, yeah. I'm going to beat it today. I'm going to beat it today. So for me, it's... I understand it from a new player perspective, and I understand it for someone like Matt, who's like, wow, this is now... Now it's your series. Now the yeah. next game comes out, you want more. And that's you're hungry. Feel like. Me? That's what I feel like. Seven, seven was enough to get me in. Eight's enough to to drive that even further. And now when nine comes out, it's a pre-order day one. It's a, I'm I'm all in. Um, but I, I I get what you're saying. Like I said earlier on the episode, I think the best parts of this game is when it's not trying to be Resident Evil, right? I think I think some of the characters in this game are phenomenal. This it feels like Bloodborne. It feels like I'm discovering Bloodborne again for the first time. I one thousand percent agree with you on the Bloodborne uh, comparison. Yeah. Like the environments, the characters in those environments, everything that isn't Ethan is brilliant. It's but brilliant. Ethan isn't Resident isn't Evil Resident either. Brilliant. Well, yeah, it, not anymore, right? Like, like I think you're right. I think Seven was a huge leap for them. Seven was their God of War twenty. I yeah, remember that year that game came out. Seven. It's a big jump. It, sure, Whatever. I said sixteen and eighteen earlier. Yeah. So who knows? We'll get it there somewhere <laughs> in the middle. Um, I, it's such a huge jump, right? And I understand that they're gonna they're gonna lose some of the fans, and and maybe as a Resident Evil fan, this isn't what you want. No, as a brand new Resident Evil fan, I am loving this series now, and I, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what's next. I think they've they know they know what they're doing. They understand that they just come out and reported that it, it's had a hundred thousand concurrence on Steam for the first time ever. Like they know that they've got their hooks in an audience that isn't me anymore. But what they are giving me is this CG film with the characters I do care about. And they are doing verses, which though I, it's the characters I care about, which I just don't really care about that game. <laughs> my hope is that we're going to get a resident evil revelations free. And that is going to become my series. So it's going to be the third person. It's going to be a story about Leon or Claire or Chris or Sherry or any of those characters that I care about. And it's just like, this is for you, hardcore fan. Like, you want to play your old style in the RE engine, like Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 3. This game is for you. But unfortunately, the this series, numbered-wise now, is not for you and i think that's what breaks my heart the most which is i wish they just would have come out and said it and been like resident evil they shouldn't have numbered them they should have just it could it should have been called what's resident evil 7 Winters. resident it should have been called resident evil biohazard this one should have sure. been called resident evil village and it should have mm -hmm. been alluded to the fact it was eight the next one can be resident evil hut like, and at least then I don't have that expectation of like, you got to think, I've just reviewed every single Resident Evil game. Yeah. Every single numbered game in the series. They've teased me with, with showing us crits in this game. Mm -hmm. So I'm expecting some deep lore. I'm expecting to know what the hell happened at the end of seven. And I've got none of it. So far, I've got absolutely none of it. And yeah. that hurts. That doesn't take away from the fact it's a fantastic game. The atmosphere is fantastic. The sound design is fantastic. The, the graphics are absolutely phenomenal. The ray tracing is incredible. Beautiful. Like, Crash, jump in. Sorry, I know I've been talking a lot. I, I have one question. So if you replay it, 
and you find out there's a whole bunch of documents that sort of give you what you wanted, does your opinion on it change? No. And there isn't. There isn't. I know there isn't because I'm searching. They've, they've, they've done the Resident Evil 4 men- uh, model of here's your map. And they, they, they let you go around the map. I don't want to say too much. Yeah. I think even that's a spoiler. So you've got your map. It's very obvious where you have been and where you haven't been. Um, and I'm doing everything because I'm that. I want every single file. I want all of it. And I know for a fact that it's not that. That's the the problems I have with Resident Evil Four are the same problems I have with this game, which is it's a character which feels like a shell of a character to just get you through a phenomenal game. Resident Evil Four is a phenomenal game, but its story is diabolical. And yeah. I feel the same with this game, which is getting creeped out i've been creeped out i've been scared i've had jump scares all the things you want from a resident evil game i've had all of that so i can't sit here and act like it's not good i just have to sit here and say it's not what i would have wanted in terms of its story and i think that's the the issue right is that i think the issue is they called this resident evil like if 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 bio has if resident evil 7 had just been called biohazard no I... and this was a new franchise don't even put chris at the end of it that's like, that's the biggest spoilers. problem. No, um, no, that's you're fine. Resident Evil Seven spoilers are fine, and we just exactly. see Chris in the trailer of eight. So, <laughs> exactly. So, so don't tie it. No, nope, like, I, I agree. Start a new franchise and and call it Not whatever even, you want. I don't I think don't you care. need to start a new franchise. I think you just need to take the number out of it. If that wasn't Resident Evil Seven, it was just Resident Evil Biohazard. I would have such. I have different expectations for Resident Evil Versus compared to what I do with Resident Evil One, Two, Three, Four. Sure. sure. No, take yeah, the I numbers agree. away from it. And turn the revelation series into the numbers. So that's the mm. that's the hardcore. This is the offshoots, which is a different camera style, beautiful, amazing video games. But they know for well, if it doesn't have a number on the end of it, it's going to sell less. They know that. Yeah, exactly. They know, and that's the issue. That's the issue that they, they they feel like they need to tie it into the Resident Evil universe so yep. they get people like you in. Yep. And um, and it is doing them a disservice. And yep. I think um. Yeah, if this was just some weird, creepy horror franchise, uh, I'd be so much more in. Because, um, yeah, everything that they tried to tie it back in with, uh, I just don't care. And I feel like are the worst parts of the game. Um, but See, I, I hope I get to that it. point, and I love it. I really hope that I get to... Because I know I've, I've seen people's opinions, and everyone's like, I hate the ending. I hate the, the, the final parts of the game, right? That's what people have said. I'm just sad. And they don't sure. like the tacked on resonant, quote unquote, resonant evil stuff where I'm like, I'm yeah. waiting. I'm sitting <laughs> here waiting for the resonant evil stuff to come. I, I understand that criticism. I enjoyed it. Like, yeah. like there isn't a moment of the gameplay of this that I didn't enjoy. When, I, when I'm supposed to feel like a badass, I feel like a badass. When I'm supposed to feel overwhelmed and terrified, I feel overwhelmed and terrified. Yeah. One of the major complaints I had about Seven was the lack of variety, right? Fighting the mold is not fun. They smash that out of the park in this. Like all the different types of enemies and monsters and bosses are fascinating. I think I think the bosses are a little more hit and miss. I would say half of the bosses are good and half of them are, are pretty rubbish. I think um, all the bosses so far have been boring. Wow. I need to know where you are. I'm <laughs> in this. Well, game. I'm eight hours in at least. I've I've got I've got two jars. No. I've got two jars and just got the third thing. Wow, you didn't get pa- the second pastel- jar was, no, was an incredible I, I think, boss fight. Nope, fight. Nope. Wow, I think all of I think all the boss fights are boring. Okay, yeah, I think you're wrong. <laughs> That's hey, I, I'm glad. I'm glad. It's get, nice to get in that opinions. second jar. Um, was 
horrifying. Interesting. And uh, yeah. Wait, was it the second one? Maybe I'm thinking. Hmm. I think the the one area you're talking about is the only area that's creeped me the fuck out because I'm scared yeah. of dolls. Okay, okay, sure. So We're talking that about area thing. is very cool and scared the crap out of me, but the 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 boss fight of it. Sure. Boring. Okay, fine. Sure. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're jumping around here. We can't say too much because I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The reason I didn't think it was boring is because I thought it was terrifying. And, no, um, I think everything building up until the moment of the fight. You get oh, what I'm saying? Okay, we're thinking about different. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, we are thinking about different things here. Okay, that, that's fine. That's, that's well, fine. we need I, to I do a spoiler cast where we can just we speak need, openly. Really so we will do that. The game's been out a day. We're not going to spoil it for people. Exactly, it's not happening. Exactly. Crash, um, you had something to say. Yeah, Go on. I loved it. So, um, Matt, have you played uh, the Resident Evil Three remake? I, I played three or four hours of it. Okay. So he was so almost at the end. To... Oh, really? <laughs> so keep leaving these games almost at the end. Um, so if you had to label, if you had to order everything from your favorite to least favorite, since Resident Evil 7, since sort of like the, the resurgence of So Resident remakes, Evil, remake 7. Remake, remake 2, 7, remake 3, yep. and then now 8. Where would 8 fall into that? Oh, 8's top. Okay. No, no doubt in my mind, eight's top. I don't know. I think on any different day, I could order two remake and seven uh, interchangeably as like second place because I feel like they're such different games, um, uh, like style wise. I think I'd probably put seven above two. I know this is killing you, fix. I know, I know. This is the see. This is the thing when like you know kids tell us that their favorite games are Minecraft and Fortnite. It hurts our souls a little bit. Mm -hmm. The same thing is happening here. The set like way like you're like you're not a fucking Resident Evil fan, but I do you know love what do you know what I'll say so though. <laughs> what I will say though is I'm very happy that people are enjoying these games because I do think in part, like I said with the Revelation series, is as long as you keep getting what you want and I keep getting what I want, we can both be happy. We can all be happy yeah. together. I, it breaks <laughs> I, my heart for I, you to say that you think this is better than Resident Evil Two, but I can understand why you think that. You're wrong, but I can understand why you think that. <laughs> Fight me. Yeah. Go uh, on, Crash. You, you haven't given us your order fix. I haven't finished it, so I think it'd be unfair for me to finish it. And and as yeah. you well know, I have a series over on my main channel, youtube.com slash mcfixer, uh. where you can go and check out Resident Evil Revisited. I just reviewed, I've just done nine, ten hours of podcasting about every Resident Evil game. So funny enough, I'm not giving you my order. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. And I had to play Resident Evil 6 again, so go and watch it, god damn it. Oh, you got to play the best Resident Fuck, Evil game. That game is so bad, it's ridiculous. Um, this this move on we've got this week's dashboard we'll try and rush through it due to the fact of we have gone a little bit longer than we usually do again do people let us know let us know do you like the longer episodes i like doing them because i feel with the free man i feel like we get into a lot deeper conversations than we used to right but in the same breath two hour podcast is way too long i feel like Sorry. hour and a half maybe i'll i'll, I'll stick in point so yeah I'm sweet spot Resident Evil, oh, sorry, jeez, I've got Resident Evil on the brain now. <laughs> Sony, uh, this is this week's dashboard, by the way. Uh, Sony registers trademark for Xbox exclusive Sunset Overdrive. This was written by Jordan Olliman. Jordan followed me on Twitter. We went back and forth. We're going to get him on the show. Shout out to Jordan. That's some great it. writing over on IGN, so we're going to get him on the show mm -hmm. very, very soon. 
Sorry. It looks like Sony has registered a trademark for a previously Xbox a previously Xbox exclusive shooter, Sunset Overdrive. Spotted by is it Nibble? Was that how they say his name on Twitter? N I B E L. Uh, sure. Give me one second. I think it's Nibble. Uh the trademark uh was registered at the US Patent. Pattern and trademark office in late April. It doesn't confirm anything, but is interesting given that Sunset was internally exclusive uh, to Xbox upon release in its 2014 release. This hurts and gets me excited both ways. Everybody knows I have spoken on this podcast. I think Sunset Overdrive is one of the best Xbox exclusives ever. It came out at a time when Xbox didn't know what the heck they were doing, um, which hurts even more because that relationship could have been built and we could have been getting Spider-Man, let's say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not quite, yeah. but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. I'm happy for this, honestly. Deep down, as much as it's going to hurt that it won't come to Xbox, um, I'm happy that this lives on. I hope that they remake it or or just give it a remaster in 4K textures or something and put it on PlayStation. Um, I'd love a sequel as well, but I think PlayStation fans need to be able to experience it. So I'm happy for, I'm happy for Sunset. I'm happy for uh, Sony, and I'm happy for the Sony players to be able to get to experience it. I slightly yeah. disagree. Oh. I don't need a remaster of Sunset Overdrive. Just give me Sunset Overdrive 2. I think, uh, you're, I think you are not realizing how many people didn't play the game then. Yeah. Oh, I know a lot of people didn't play the game, but I think it is one of those games that people know of, right? Like, like, like we keep talking about the 1% versus the 99% of gamers. Yeah. 99% of gamers probably don't know what it is. Yeah. But I think if, if Sunset Overdrive 2 got announced at E3, um, there would be enough buzz around it to to warrant there not having to be a remaster. Like, I don't think you need it. I don't think people are going to be like, oh, I didn't play Sunset Overdrive 1. It's, you don't need to. Don't worry about it. True. Just enjoy number two. Work on number two. Um, I think... I think you know, I, I think it does kind of still hold up, right? Like I, I jumped into it on Game Pass a couple of months ago, and um, sorry, go on, fix. It's not about holding up. I think it's just it was so criminally underplayed yeah, I that agree. I think I think like you got. I don't think it's at one point it didn't sell a million copies. Like I'm sure people mm. have played it now because it's in Game Pass, but like it it it's so criminally under under uh, sold because it was a different time of Xbox and just that just it just didn't work unfortunately for for the market and the way they did it um but yeah i feel like i would just like for people to play it if we even if we never saw a sequel just like let's put this out let's put new guns in because they still i remember like they, they did a bunch of um developer live streams and they always used to talk about the game it's like oh you clearly care about this series still and yeah. that's why they wanted to own the series and they do own the series hence why sony now own the series um but yeah crash gone I think it would just be fantastic for people to get a look at the game. I agree yeah. with you. And it would be so, it'd be a lot easier to do that and then work on the sequel. And you still get that buzz of like, oh, Sunset Overdrive on Sony. And for a lot of Sony fans, that is a new game and a new yep. experience from Insomniac. One of, I would argue it's one of Sony's better uh, first party studios yeah, currently. Definitely. Um, And so you get that, you get the promise of a sequel or like, the hope of a, a sequel tease, a, a and, for, and that's for xbox fans but for sony fans it is a brand new franchise it is a brand yeah. new everything for them it's their first dip in the water um and it is a great game i think it plays fantastic i think it has a lot of the insomniac humor the insomniac guns it has a lot of the stuff you love from insomniac in that mm-hmm. game definitely and and this is a very personal opinion of mine right if they do a remaster great i'm not gonna play it yeah um no, 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 two, 
if they announce two, I am. And so, yeah. yes, I understand from your point of view, from a business point of view, da da da, it's great if they do a remaster. I just want, selfishly, I just want two. Just he give, wants you know. what he wants. I want it. Speaking about something that people want, Phil Spencer hasn't given up on XCloud on, for other consoles. More emails from the Epic versus Apple court case are trickling out, along with plenty of higher level conversations between various CEOs. One of the emails between Epic CEO Tim Sweeney and Xbox president Phil Spencer reveals that Xbox's interest in bringing Clad on other consoles is ongoing. I also forgot to say it's written by Matt T.M. Kim at IGM. There were regular chatters that Xbox had ambitions to bring the service to, the sy to systems that weren't well the xbox at its height there were rumors the entire xbox experience could come to nintendo switch instead some xbox live uh, functionality exists on switch and xclad is currently available on pc android and ios though a slight workaround for ios i mean this is this is good news i think from xbox's point of view i still think there's no chance on god's given earth that playstation put it on their system I think mm -hmm. the same thing applies probably to uh, Nintendo because you're you're eating away at their their babies at that point. You you really yeah. are. And where's the money made? Like, so if someone buys it through Nintendo, then you yeah. get a cart. Like, I, I just don't think it's enough. I guess if you heard, um, if you base it kind of loosely on what Epic does with when you buy currency on another platform and then buy a skin on theirs which came out during the whole Apple versus Epic thing, is that they give both sides a cut of it. So maybe if you do get Game Pass and then you play Game Pass on the Switch, they do give you a bit of the cut of whatever the subscription fee would be for that month per so user. So if you play but, it, if you use it on Switch, they get a percentage of the user using it, that money. Is that what you're trying to say, right? Yeah. That seems super complex. And don't get me wrong, <laughs> it could get super complex. I'm not a businessman yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just a small-time pizza lawyer, you know? So, um, yeah. yeah, for me, yeah. Go on, Matt. I think this is a bit of a non-news story to me, to be honest with you, and, and it's something we will hear for the rest of time. Xbox are always going to be interested in making this happen. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think yeah. Xbox would ever give up on this idea, because why would they? For them, it's a huge plus. Um, like you say, the business sort of uh, mindset behind it or the reason it might happen is huge on Xbox's side and not that huge on everybody else's side. So it, I don't think it's ever going to happen, but Xbox will always be interested in trying to make it happen. And so this new story to me is a bit like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you think about it, like Microsoft makes their money off of software sales. And if they don't have to sell you hardware to sell you software... Microsoft they're not going to i love that yeah. i would be so down for that we're not um, going to make a, a, a loss on all these plastic boxes we keep making yeah please yeah. give us that business model yeah so i i i think that would be great microsoft will always i think even if microsoft were to end up being ahead of like sony and nintendo at this point microsoft and sony would uh microsoft not sony microsoft would still be down to put it on their platforms just because that's still a case of like we get to you, we will have you playing our games on your platform um but i still think like there's no way sony especially i think nintendo there's like an argument to be made of nintendo's always suffered from the third party aspect this could get third party games on their platform um, whereas Sony, like Sony, thrives on that third party. But even then, I don't see it really happening with Nintendo too much as well. 
Fair enough. Let's get through a couple of these headlines really fast. Uh, Fable is being developed using the Forza engine. I think this is humongous, to be honest with you. Um, I think we all kind of assumed that anyway. Um, but if anyone has ever played Forza, you know how good looking Forza is in terms of its... I'm not talking about just the shiny cars. I'm talking about the world itself, especially Horizon. Um, if That's a perfect game to drive around the entirety of its map and just be like... Wow, like forget, take the car out of this game and just think about a character running around that world. Madness, right? And then give that those characters stuff to do. Could be, it could be really good. It has me a little bit worried because engines are incredibly complicated and we are talking about like a completely different style of game that I, I have trust in the team to like make it work and everything but it could be a lot of work and not necessarily that it won't end up working just how far out this game actually is. Oh, it's definitely far out. Oh, it's been, out. we knew it was I, far out. I think it's farther out than we assume it is. When do you think it's coming? I don't think we see this game for another four or five years. 2024 right. earliest. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think we earliest. See it like, yeah, no, no, I don't think we see it till 2025, 2026. Damn. Okay, that's that's yeah. a bit wild. That's a bit wild. Engines, I, and like, mind you, I have no clue like how their engine functions or anything like this, because engines have a lot of work and there's a lot of background stuff that needs to happen, and I don't know entirely how their engine works. There's a possibility that they, the way they constructed their engine, allows for a lot of the stuff they want to do with Fable well, to work right off the bat. Think about it. Let's let's break it down a little bit. Right? They've already got a way to customize your character. They already build in drive like driving avatars, like you, you stand on the podium and stuff like that. Like they've got a lot of the I think I think I think they've got a lot of the inner workings already built in there in the engine itself. And like I say, the world part is already done. Gonna, it's gonna be in England, it's fable. They've already built England before, which is gonna mean to have helped. Um obviously it's gonna look drastically different, but I, I just I I feel really positive about this, honestly. I think it'll be fascinating to see what if the first gameplay trailer of, of this game is going to be fascinating yeah. because fable is a very cartoony thing like thing it's a fairy tale i don't think it, it is it, anymore i well i agree i i yeah i don't know I, honestly I, I have no idea from the trailer we saw it's it not. didn't look yeah. yeah it looked a lot more uh adult, but that trailer if you will that trailer is probably as representative of the game as the elder scroll 6 trailer was do you know what i mean like it That's like you say true. we're so far out yeah who knows what is going to happen with this game? I think you're right, Crash. I think I think there. I'm with you. I'm slightly concerned, right? Like Forza is a v so vastly different game to um, to Fable that I, I wonder how well that engine will transfer. And like you say, incredibly talented team working on it. They'll make it work. They wouldn't have made this decision if it wasn't the best decision for them, I'm sure. And so um, it'll be yeah, fascinating to see what the first gameplay trailer of this. Can't wait. Like. It's wait. also like this franchise is probably a bigger investment than the next game. So Microsoft's probably fine with them waiting as long as they yeah. need to get this first one working and the they've got to get this, this right. first one. Yeah. So that if they make sequels, that that system's already in work and it's already flawless and they can just keep going on and yeah. up that production time for future games. 100%. Fair enough. Uh, Halo Infinite will support cross-play and cross-progression between Xbox and PC. Microsoft has announced that Halo Infinite will support uh, multiplayer cross-progression across 
PC and Steam, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S. And that's on the Xbox Wire. The move is being pitched by Microsoft as a way of, quote, building communities around games, not devices, end quote. Thought we already knew this again. Maybe I just assumed a lot of this news, but I just I thought we already knew all this. Yeah, no, this one, this is another one that came out and it was literally the same case as like the uh, consoles don't make profits where yeah. a whole bunch of people are making a big deal out of this. And it's like Gears of War Has. 5. I think Gears of War 4 did this. Yep. Where it was like cross play flawlessly between the two pa- platforms. Like as far as Microsoft's concerned, that is kind of like one platform to them. It is just a different spot to have your save file located. Mm hmm. The only thing that surprised me about this headline was the mention of Xbox One. <laughs> and I was no, like, it has oh, to yeah, come to Xbox One. Yeah. To Xbox One. Has to. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. They has to. We Honestly, at this learning. point, they dug themselves into that grave, I feel yep. like. 100%. I, know, and I, feel, I feel like it is a grave um, and it will <laughs> hold this game back um, a fair bit, unfortunately. Mm, we'll see more halo news came out though Uh, former halo infinite dev talks cut content crunch and more uh the what you need to know here on windows central written by brendan low or lowry lowry um says what you need to know a former free for for industry skybox artist eric lynn has shared some perspective on the development of halo infinite in a public video posted to bibby bib bilby B-I-L-B-I-B-I-L... I don't know what that is. Lin commented on several topics related to the game's uh, development, including his brief... His brief that Halo Infinite will be great, but not... not Sorry, not an impoaching-making ma- uh, masterpiece. His belief that the game's uh, executives were overambitious, the relations that some of the game's original concepts and content has been cut for the final release, and more. Notably, Lynn's statement also suggested that 343 industry staff have experienced or, or are experiencing crunch as they develop Halo Infinite. Uh, if you want to read the full article, you really should over on Windows Central. There's been a big, big, big talk about crunch um, in our industry for a very, very long time. And the thing I saw going around on Reddit for this one was more a case of like, should a company like Microsoft, who can afford to pay their staff and can afford overtime and things like that, which I do not know the ins and outs of if they are paying overtime and things like that. So do not quote me. Um, I'm just saying do we need this in our industry? Nah. I've always had an interesting point of view when it comes to crunch, right? Which is, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a self-employed man. I work ridiculous amounts of hours to make things happen in my business, right? And I think some people work very well under pressure and some people do not. Crunch to me is, and maybe I'm wrong for this, so please don't think that I'm just like sweeping this under the rug or speaking mean to anybody and stuff like that, right? But crunch to me has been a big part of my entire life. Through school, you crunch. I'm terrible at, I'm terrible at school anyway, but exams, you crunch. Now running my, myself a business, I crunch at work. I'm work. I got out of bed literally the other day to turn my computer off after it uploaded videos. Is that a form of crunch? Because I'm still working. It's three o'clock in the morning. Like, is it, like, do you know what I mean by that? So for me, I'm just a yeah. little bit, I'm a little bit of like, I'm, I'm the, people not wanting to stay at work and false crunch, obviously, is where the problems lie, right? I, I think the big difference between the situation you're giving 
is with you you own everything yes, you do true you see the direct revenue of true you see all the benefits As benefits yeah. for a lot of people in game developments they might get okay we're gonna get paid overtime for this but when that game sells 200 million copies they're not getting a bonus and if yep. they do get a bonus we saw it was very project red recently yep. they get like compared nothing compared to like the ceos and whoever that barely probably did any hands-on stuff with the game that were crunching the way they were yeah so i think that comparison just doesn't quite live up fair I fair think, i think a big part of crunch as well is is um and the issues with it is the kind of unsaid nature of it being required or not like like there is there can be a culture of like well everybody's working overtime to get this project that we're working on together done and so then are you subconsciously being kind of forced into the situation where you feel like you need to crunch see and, and... Could I, let me interject Sorry, there yeah which is no no i want you to continue but i think it's and maybe i'm wrong because i've never been in that situation again i've we i've only worked in retail my entire life i have a big personality i do have a big personality and i think if everyone's bought in and doing it, yeah. But you know, the moment I don't want to do it, I'm getting up and not doing it and saying to my boss straight away, hey, I'm not doing this. So do you think that that comes down to the person? Or you, like you said, again, I want to be very clear on I'm not I'm not for crunch and I'm not one of these people that would like want people to be crunching to, to make video games or entertainment perspectives because I can hear the way I'm speaking may give that tone across. That's not what I'm trying to do here. But... Do you think that comes down on a person-by-person -person case? Because some people work better at night. Some people would love to get in uh, starting at 8 o'clock at night and just work all the way through and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, to, Sorry, just to interject there a little bit. No, it, you're absolutely right. It's definitely person-by-person. -person. Another another factor of this, though, is like, yeah, you, you can have that mindset, right, of I work my 9 to 5 and I get paid for that and, and that's what I'm going to do. And, yeah. and company policy might be on, on your side, right, of like, yes, that is what you do. Yeah. If you're then part of a team, right? Mm. And you're working with these people every single day and these people are your friends, right? Yeah. If they're crunching, it's very difficult to 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 get up and walk away, right? And go, oh, yeah. I love you guys, but I'm working my nine to five. Yeah. And they don't necessarily have that mindset. And so then and, and it is a team mindset, right? Of oh, like, yeah. we're in this thing together. We need to figure this thing out together. And you know, every team is different. Every person is different. Every situation is different. And so it's so difficult to, to make a call, right? And um, yeah, look, ultimately, I think people should should probably work their nine to five and, and get out of there and be able to detach. Um, yeah. I think that's potentially the healthiest way to work. But, you know, young people who are really passionate about what they're doing, who who want to put the real effort in and, and work pretty hard on it and, and see the benefits of it, maybe they should be allowed to do it. I don't know. Um, especially when you, like you say, working for yourself, you know, whether or not yeah. you get paid at the end of month fix is, is based on, oh, based on you what I do work. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So, it, but that's not the case for everybody. Right. It's not the case for me. Right. I get paid at the end of the month as long as I don't get sacked. Yeah. <laughs> don't sack me. Um, like I, that, you know, for doing the work I do. And so, um, it is a different situation. I think, I think one of the interesting things here as well is, is, you know, you said a company like Microsoft, right. And with all the resources and da, 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 da. Um, sometimes these things can't be fixed by throwing money at them. Um, finding the right people to solve the right problem, to get to onboard them into the company yeah. is a incredibly difficult process. And so, yeah, look, you can say that, you know, there's multi-billion pound company like Microsoft shouldn't have this issue. But the truth is like, 
it's so incredibly complex to fix these problems and you have to see the problem so far down the road to be able to hire the right person to be able to you know fix the problem a lot of these problems occur and need to be fixed that week or that month or whatever it is and so yeah. people you just need to do with, with what you've got you know that's true um and it's super difficult i don't think i don't think we'll ever get to a place where the industry is perfect when it no. comes to crunch I just, it, it can't happen i don't think um and so yeah i think we're going to keep seeing these stories come out whether it's from microsoft or sony or anywhere else um unfortunately but hopefully we'll get better right that's the yeah, hopefully that's the plan that's the plan that's the plan anything to add crash before we move on nope cool e3 <laughs> confirms sega square enix bandai and more are all coming to e3 again thank goodness i'm not even with no more diving in deep on that uh, we will do a we will do an E3 prediction show. We will we will oh well Crash and Matt P video will be reacting to content over on the My Xbox to Me YouTube channel if they have the time to. I will be we live might over even on booking a special guest MC Fixer for maybe some occasional post. That, that sounds amazing. Conference talk. That sounds amazing. I'd love to be. Uh, I'd love my to be a guest. Will get in touch with your people. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, I am I am a partner Twitch streamer, so I stream live over on Twitch. Just so everyone's aware. <laughs> just so um, everyone's aware. Mr. Stylish asked about E3 predictions. I, I did mention in the Discord that we'd be doing a probably a full episode on yes that, so, uh, definitely stay tuned. definitely uh konami will be skipping e3 just so we're all aware um, <laughs> okay. so don't so uh don't be expecting anything from konami but sega square enix bandai and more you can see some from Go on, i Chris. really really think konami like announced we're going to e3 and then everybody knows we're going to e3 and konami's like we're not going to e3 boys <laughs> yep. did they actually come out and say they were going to be at e3 yeah, they were uh, they were the first lot of people that uh, that got announced for three. <laughs> Hilarious. I suppose yeah. Pro Evolution Soccer show up somewhere. They're like, ah, we didn't really skip. We were there. <laughs> we talking about. We talking about. Uh, uh, next big piece of news that actually matters to me, though I haven't finished the game, which I'm getting to that point. I'm becoming a crutch. That upsets me a lot. Yakuza series will be going back uh, to uh, turn based. Did anyone play Yakuza Like a Dragon? Crash, you played it. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good game. Uh, Matt, did you never play it? I've never touched a Yakuza game. If it comes to Game Pass, play it. Though I would okay. love you to buy it, but I don't think you will. So, and I don't think it's worth the risk if it's not your type of game. But, yeah. oh my God, it's so good. It is. I, I was, me and Fix have talked about it before. Super iffy going into it. Yep. We don't know if we're going to like it. Haven't nope. played Yakuza. Same. It looks like a weird type of RPG game. Yep. It looks like a weird mix of everything. It works out so amazing. Mm -hmm. Give me, give me a really dumbed down. If you like X and Y, you will like Yakuza. Do you, do you like Persona? I've never touched Persona. <laughs> do you like RPGs, yeah, but... JRPGs, turn-based RPGs? Uh, I, I'm dabbling in I Final Fantasy VII Remake at the moment and okay, not perfect. thoroughly enjoying it. Perfect. Whoa! What do you mean you're not enjoying it? Okay. Can we get Matt off this podcast? Man, you've got some terrible opinions. That's why I keep you around. You keep me grounded. You keep me grounded. <laughs> I think if you enjoy it, it's the perfect game to not think and just experience this story. So you want to hear a... Game? No, oh, no, okay. no, 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 not a podcast game. Very, very, very long cutscenes. Like, so, okay, if you're not into that, don't even worry about it. You're not selling me on it, guys. Yeah, no, no, it might not be for you. It's just not for you. It's just not for you. But I am, I am super excited. The fact that they're going back to uh, turn base in um, 
in the next game. I think it's in the lost, the new game, uh, Lost Judgment, which just got announced as the sequel to, to Judgment. Yeah. I've got Judgment, not had a chance to play it yet. Um, but yeah, I lost, on it. Go on, please. Lost Judgment isn't going to be turn based. Oh, it's not. So that so Judgment is going to take the traditional. Um, the Yakuza next game play. after that. Yeah, the next like Yakuza uh... game is going to be turn based, and then Judgment's going to be taking the old Yakuza style of gameplay and just giving it uh, going forward with that. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so I, they don't dude. they don't like alienate their old fans. Oh, but the people who came in for you because mm. like a dragon, you know, almost like Resident Evil, right? Right? Yeah, <laughs> almost it's coming full circle. It hurts. It hurts. Uh, we're gonna skip the the Ubisoft announced uh, free to play Division Heartland, which is a brand new uh, D- division game. They've also announced a mobile title, a film, a, t- a TV show. They're everywhere with this damn thing. They were like, "All right, this has worked. We're gonna make some money off this damn thing." So that is coming I'm soon. Which is Division is a big enough name to to carry all that. To be honest with you, but... I don't think it okay. is. Well, I, I think they want it to be. They want it to be. I don't think it is sure. enough, yeah, personally. Sure. Last piece of news that we have to touch on, because Crash is probably ex- so excited, and I'm so happy for him, personally. And you can go off, my friend. Iron Galaxy would love to work on Killer Instinct again. Talk to me, Crash, when you saw this one. I, oh my God. I saw this. <laughs> I was so excited. I'm so, people who don't know, I love Killer Instinct. I think the last Killer Instinct might be the best fighting game at the moment. I think still. <sighs> Wow. Just just in terms of what it's done for fighting games and what it tried to do, I don't think there's many fighting games who have like touched that and reached that level of it. I think there's games that have tried to. I think an uh, underrated game is the Power Ranger fighting game that came out. Super slept on. I think that did really cool things for fighting games. But that's beside the point. I would love for this to happen. Uh, Iron Galaxy worked on Season 1. Not, not Season 1. Season 2 and Season 3 of yeah. Killer Instinct and some post-Season 3 stuff. And they announced way back that they're still working on Killer Instinct stuff, which didn't end up being true. And I hold that against you, Iron Galaxy. <laughs> I will always hold that against you. <laughs> I, predicted, like... for, I, I think I predicted for three years that they were going to announce something for Killer Instinct off hey. of that statement. Yep, E3's that prediction is not going anywhere. <laughs> E3 crashes there. Crashes there. Crashes there just like, it's going to be. It's this year. It's, it's this year. I can feel it. This is just a tease, um, Crash. This is just a tease. I'm just getting, yeah. seeing people get hyped. That's all. People like you, my friend. I w- People like you. <laughs> I would love for this to happen. I do know they're working on Xbox One, Xbox Series, and a PS5 game or something along those lines. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, I would love to see this happen. I think it is a perfect match and a perfect fit. Game Microsoft, Boss now as well. Yeah. Uh, the season-based. Uh, we've talked about it. Killer <laughs> Six was way ahead of its head time. Of its time. Yep. Yeah. Um, I would love to see this happen. Phil, Microsoft get to making it happen i don't know if there's any like logistics as to why it can't happen yep or anything like that but i would really really love to see this happen i think they're the perfect studio for it i'm happy for you i'm thinking it's gonna happen i do actually think it's gonna happen i I think it's too perfect for it not to happen right agree agree uh last news story xbox game pass games being added to uh adding in may you have dragon quest builders 2 i bought this game on the switch and what a game it is very very fun very very fun great game uh fifa 21 is now part of game pass outlast 2 steep which is a terrible game final fantasy x uh slash x2 hd remake crash you know i'm a new final fantasy fan is that any good is that worth playing i like final fantasy x i like final fantasy 10 uh it's turn-based okay. there's a lot of That's reading right. no i'm out okay thank yeah you. I, don't, I don't 
I, I don't think it's for you. If they ever okay. remake it, I think you'd enjoy it. Like, I think you would overall enjoy the story that's there. Yeah. I just don't think the game is for you. To be fair, my ratings come a long way in the last five years. A long Maybe way. Try it. It's on Game Pass. Nah, I'm too busy. But old just Cause, old. <laughs> just Cause 4 is coming May 13th. Psychonauts is coming May 13th. And Red Dead Redemption Online is coming May 13th as well. Interesting. Mm, very interesting. Some decent games coming to Game Pass. Dragon Quest Builder's been the big one there for me, honestly. Like, that was a, on PlayStation and and uh, Switch, and I was just like, why did that never come to Xbox? I would have bought that on Xbox. So I bought it on Switch, and then, like, Hayley played it. She enjoyed it. I played it. We played it in Egypt. So that was our game. Our game. Similar to Yakuza, give me a little dum-dum pitch. If you like X and Y, you'll like Dragon Quest Builders 2. RPGs and Minecraft. I never played it. Do you like okay. Minecraft? Do yeah. you like Dungeon Qu uh, Dragon yeah. Quest? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, I've never played Dragon Quest, but... Maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll try it. Is it on uh, Xclade? I don't know. Play it on my phone. Play it on my phone. Don't know. Have you done much Xclad as of lately? No, not really. No. Um, I I only have the one Xbox controller at the moment. Uh, one of mine broke. So the idea of syncing, unsyncing that from my S and syncing yeah. it on my phone kind of just is a pain in the bum. Um, and so no, I haven't I haven't touched it too much to be honest with you. But um, I need to. I want to. Do you need another controller on it? I mean, if you've got one of many lying around and you want to send it off, I'll pay for the postage. We can talk about this off podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is the content they come for. This is the content they come <laughs> This is what they come for. This is the TikTok uh, highlights that you Maze Games with Gold. Armero. Amelo? Amelo? May 1st to May Armello. 31st. Armelo. Dungeons 3, May 16th to June 15th. Uh, Lego Batman, the video game, May 1st to May 15th. And Tropica 4. May 16th That's to May 31st. Lego Batman. This is a crap month as per usual. Yeah. Stop it. Don't, don't, don't give Stop them any, any leeway with this one. It's better than last month. Facts. It's a 360 game. It's still better it's than old last month. It's a 360 game. <laughs> Being last month doesn't make you relevant. When, when you see what PlayStation's been getting as well, oh, you're, yeah, like, yeah. you're like, oh, the PlayStation don't have Game Pass, so fuck them. They got PlayStation now. Yeah, but okay. But you to, okay, here's why that doesn't work. Here's why that doesn't work. Because PlayStation Plus is comparable to Xbox Live and not comparable to uh, True. Game Pass. True. You're comparing two different services. You're like, let me add some sprinkles on top on Xbox's side and like, look, Xbox is better. I'm not trying to give them a pass. I'm just saying it's better. Sounds like you are. You're trying to give them a Game Pass. I get it. I get it. Crash. You won today. Congratulations. <laughs> Let's plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here, boys. Uh, Crash starting with you. Where can people find you? Uh, Twitter. Jesus Christ. Smashed it. Smashed do, you know, it. do you know what upsets me? You know what? We're going to Crash last yeah. from now on because if we want to get something plugged on this show, yeah, they get to you to and then they go, time. okay, I'm just going to click off. If Let me know in the comments below and on my Twitter at MCFixer tweet at me hashtag mxam if you make it to an end of a show i'd love to know how many people actually get here give them a little code word to tweet at you so you know that they oh actually i like thing. that i like that potato 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 matt p where can people I... find you nope shut up crush just look just follow the my xbox me tiktok account please my god oh, matt, you're killing it though bro well we're having some weird ones, right? We've had we've had two videos go up <laughs> yep. in the past week that have got yep. under ten views, and I don't know why. One one of them was just me getting excited by Resident Evil Village, like five views. What's going on? TikTok, what's going on? We shadow banned. Oh yeah, I have seen that. 
Bizarre. I don't understand it. At all, one, but, the, um, the butt yeah. one got eight. No, thirteen. Is that thirteen or eighteen? And yeah, you being happy for villagers got five. I know. What I, is that about? I have a question. Can you actually be on TikTok if you haven't been shadow banned? That's true. That's true. I should I just like make a TikTok about us being shadow banned. All I'm saying is awesome. they're trying to shut down Xbox on TikTok. All I'm saying I is like I go through and like every single one and comment on every single video that I can. I try my best to. Do you, Matt P? Uh, no, because I'm making them. Yeah, but I, you I should like... you should go on your main because the algorithm gods. That's the the algorithm gods want you yeah. need to go on your account, like it. Maybe don't drop a comment, but you could like it. Crash, oh, are I you like doing that? <laughs> that that oh. Matt guy's really cool. <laughs> I do that. I do that. Did you not see it? <laughs> I did that on my GTV episodes. On my GTV episodes. That remember potato tweeted me. Um, <laughs> no <nobody laughs> way. There's no way the one's here. But my GTV come out, and um, I uh, I literally I, all of the accounts, my Xbox and me account, more MC Fixer account, and my main account, just like. This guy's really cool. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> Should I have them care. all in a chain complimenting. <laughs> that would have been dope. To each other. That yeah. would have been dope. Uh, yeah, thank you all for watching once again. We do appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe if you did make it to the end and make sure you like. And yeah, until next time. What? I'm not, I'm not going back to you. Fix. What? You didn't plug in your own stuff. You know where I am. At MC Fixer. Until next time. We'll love you. Leave you. See you later. Potato! Love you, bye. Potato. <laughs>